This is Camp Code, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. Camp Code is dedicated to helping you create and facilitate the most effective leadership training so we as an industry can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. You can find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and directors at camphacker.tv. Welcome to Camp Code, a podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. This podcast is dedicated to what many camp professionals believe to be the most important time at camp, no matter what you call it, staff training, orientation, or leadership training. This critical time period prepares your staff to fulfill all the promises that you make to parents and customers throughout the rest of the year. And on today's podcast, we have our regular co-hosts, and so we're going to introduce them. We'll start with you, Beth. Thanks, Ruby. I'm Beth Allison. I am co-owner of Camp Hacker and also Go Camp Pro. I was an executive director of five children's summer camps in Muskoka, Ontario, and I'm now a camp consultant with my husband, Travis, and my passion is leadership training. Great. Thanks, Beth. And you, Gab? My name is Gabrielle Rail, and uh, I'm one of the camp directors of Camp Oro. Camp Oro is an all-girls camp in the uh, Quebec Laurentians, and uh, we run a bilingual program. Cool. And I'm Ruby Compton. I'm the summer camp program director at Green River Preserve. Uh, We're a camp focused on connecting children with nature uh, in a co-ed residential uh, experience, and we're located on a 3,400-acre private wildlife preserve in the mountains of western North Carolina. So this afternoon's topic is training for camp directors for detoxing from the summer. So most of our podcasts are focused on leadership training for your staff, uh, but we all felt that this was an important topic to talk about. And I'm going to hand it over to Beth to share a little bit more about some thoughts on why we're talking about this today. Mm -hmm. For me, camp directing was without a doubt one of the most exhausting things I have ever done. And If you plan well and you have great support from board members or alumni or parents and you've worked really hard to build an amazing community with your staff, you wind up at the end of the summer the good kind of exhausted. But if you've had a season filled with perhaps financial difficulties or staffing issues, maybe camper problems, stressed out parents, sickness, lice, you know, the list goes on, then you're just thoroughly and immeasurably tired. And as camp professionals, we spend our time taking care of others. We're so intentional about making sure that our staff are being smart about taking care of themselves, but we often forget to take care of ourselves. So in this podcast, the goal is to open the dialogue and to encourage you to keep it going and to give you some helpful ideas about how to take care of you. Great. Thanks. So we're going to jump in with our first question, which is what feelings or experiences do you have following the end of the summer? And the three of us were able to hop onto a Skype call a little while ago and just talk about our summers and kind of debrief them. And that was where the idea for the podcast actually came about because we were kind of bouncing off the, you know, hey, do you experience this? Because this is what happens to me. Uh, And I guess it hadn't occurred to me how differently we all process the end of the summer and and how we experience exhaustion. And um, I was saying the other day, you know, when you're asked to make decisions, when your brain is on camp, similar to the old commercials about this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. Like, (laughs) that's how I feel that my my brain is in a frying pan, right? Um, So, Beth, how what were some feelings or experiences that you remember really having year after year at the end of the summer? Well, at the end of the summer, I was always brain dead. Like, seriously, Um, I'd worked so hard and I had slept so little and gave so much of myself and my time that it was sometimes even hard, like, to put a sentence together. So by September, I didn't even want to have conversations with people, including Travis. Uh, But that worked out fine because he didn't want to have them with me either by that point. Um, I had, it was a hard adjustment for me at the end of the summer. It was kind of like the day after Christmas. You know, there was so much planning, so much prep work, so much excitement, and then it's over. Um, I felt drained, like I'd left it all on the field. Um, And as I said in that intro, um, hopefully it was the good kind of drained. I had a lot of mixed emotions when I finished the summer. So there were years when I was really grateful that it was over. And luckily, there were very few of those summers, but there were a couple There were years when I was feeling proud, which was hopefully most of the time, like we had accomplished something really important. I was sad to see it end, 
I was lonely for people that I really cared about. I was thrilled that everybody had gone home. <laughs> um, I'm an introvert, so I really need quiet time. And we lived at camp, so having hundreds of people essentially in my home for four straight months is a really long time for an introvert to go. Uh, I needed there to be closure, so I often found it difficult when I would get that call from a parent in the middle of September telling me about something that happened during the summer and being really upset about it. And why they didn't call at the time, I still will never know. Um, but that drove me crazy because there was not usually a whole lot that I could do about it at the time. And I certainly could, you know, fix things for the future. But um, I was one who always wanted to tie a bow on the end of the summer and kind of give it closure and wrap it up. Uh, and I also found it really hard to relax because I was in that mode where I was always supposed to be doing something and always supposed to be thinking of something like you do all summer. Um, so that was kind of difficult, although sheer and utter exhaustion often helped to just give me no choice. <laughs> so those are some of the things that I was feeling at the end of summer. Sure. I can totally relate to, to that, putting the bow on it. Mm -hmm. Um, cause that, that's something I do want to talk about a little bit later on the podcast as well. Just needing that closure to kind of close the door on yeah. the summer and, um, wanting to, to package it up, put it on the shelf and go, okay, right. <laughs> we are looking at next year. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think a couple of things that I, I've definitely experienced over the past, um, several summers now being in a director role, uh, is that it, it is really hard to do work that next week or two, uh, after camp mm -hmm. ends. And I think some of it has to do with the fact that I've, I almost like have ADD all summer because <laughs> you're, you don't have a lot of time to work on stuff. You kind of have to work in these little chunks and fast and furious. And so mm -hmm. now all of a sudden I have nine months to accomplish this to-do list. <laughs> and that seems like obnoxiously long. Right? And so that feeling of just, you know, I need to sit down and work on something, but, Oh, I'm going to look out the window and like, you know, Oh, the phone's ringing and, and just still being in that kind of frenzy summer mm -hmm. camp mode. Um, I've also found, um, that in similar to kind of putting the closure on the, the summer, I like to sit down and, and get our board report done. So we, we do have a board cause we're a nonprofit. And so for me, it's really helpful for me to do some of those a little bit bigger projects, which is extra hard when I don't want to work in anything longer than about 15 minute chunks. Um, <laughs> uh, but to try to get some of that work done that talks about the whole summer. So I don't forget, you know, and how I'm feeling at the end of the summer, though it's exhausted. There is that time that you can look back and go, man, we did some really phenomenal work or man, we did some, this was really challenging. And I already, my brain's already working on how I want to do it differently next year. Um, so those are a couple of mine that I would say those feelings and, and also that exhaustion. And I think that plays out differently for each person mm -hmm. as far as how they need to, to detox, if you will. Um, what about you, Gab? Um, I think, well, for me, my perspective is slightly off. So what seemed to maybe be a big deal at the time, like th throughout the summer, is I, I'm able to gain some perspective. Mm -hmm. um, I also find it, um, my, my tolerance, not tolerance, but my ability to have conversations is also has lessened a lot, like you've asked. I, <laughs> I just don't want to talk and I don't want to yep. hear my voice, um, <laughs> at all. And I, and I, I can't really absorb other people's, uh, you know, thoughts either or mm -hmm. feelings. I, I sort of need that, that break from, from a lot of, uh, from a lot of, um, overstimulation. It feels like overstimulation. And, and I think it is kind of a little bit like somebody, um, asking a marathoner to cross a line and then be like, Oh yeah, jokes. You still have like <laughs> 0.5 kilometers to go or miles, depending on where you're from. But it's kind of, you know, you, you make it to the end, the kids go, the, the staff go and you, you're like, yeah, but you do yeah. have some wrap up to do. And, that can be, I find very difficult. And then just, I think the, um, one of the funny conversations that we had previously before recording this show was, uh, when I, I said to both of you, like, guys, do you have camp nightmares? Do you make, wake up in the middle of the night? And yep. Beth was laughing saying yes. And Ruby's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, uh, I definitely have a hard time. I definitely have a hard time sleeping. I have these nightmares of kids seeping through quicksand I have you know you know staff members like I didn't train these staff members on 
the importance of Q-tips. And that was a really important thing. And I totally missed that session. And I can't believe I did. And now summer's over. And it's just like these random, horrible (laughs) nightmares. And I think it's because your brain is so used to thinking about so many things at once that starts manifesting other things to Mm -hmm. think about. Because there's nothing, you know, everybody's gone. And it's and it is a, probably a, some form of empty nest syndrome. And, and, the, and I, do miss, I do miss my staff. I care about my staff a lot. Uh, we build a good relationship. I care about the campers. But the, the staff are there for the entire time, and, you, 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 you know, you, they become your teammates. And, and it doesn't matter really the age. I mean, you're, you're, they, still, they become a form of family, and then they're all gone. And so it's a, to be around other people that haven't experienced that um, right. sort of loss, I find a little bit difficult as well. So it's mm-hmm. a, it's yeah, it's it's difficult. I find it very difficult, and there's not many people that can totally understand what you're going through. Uh, and staff, they when I was in university, I went off to university, and that was my sort of transition. It was difficult, but it was like I was into something else. that was completely different, and camp was wrapped up with a nice little bow. Like yes, it was hard. I cried, all that kind of stuff, but okay, I'm on to something new. Whereas as a full-time camp person, uh, now it, it's, it's more like, okay, where do we go from here? And it's managing a lot of, and it's processing all these things mm-hmm. start coming. Yeah. So it's a, hard, it's a hard process and it's tiring. So, yeah. I think because we are so intentional as camp professionals, we are always changing. We are always tweaking. We are always wondering and so we never know if it's actually done. And the not knowing is what is so exhausting. So when it is sort of done, I mean, there's lots to wrap up and do all those sorts of things. And a camp director's work is never done. But um, at the end of that summer, when you've sort of sent them all home, it's a kind of exhaustion that I found. I found it difficult that a lot of people in my life couldn't at all fully comprehend the kind of exhaustion that it was. Uh, yes, and I think I think as directors, we we are we've talked about this a lot. You, you know, our jobs are so are are so bizarre. We're so <laughs> around so many people for mm-hmm. a portion of the year, and then so all by myself. <laughs> like you're just like you don't know if other people experience that. And That's and right. I, I think a, something that was really helpful for me that other camp directors probably didn't totally have is I did grow up in a a home of, you know, of camp professionals. And so, because uh, my parents you know, own and run the camp that I work at now. And, and so I, their friends were camp directors. And um, I remember specifically one time, uh, I think three or four camp directors came over to my parents' house and they're going through a little uh, slideshow, like an yeah. actual slideshow. And of <laughs> With their vacation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of their vacation after camp. And I saw, like, what I saw was basically four people napping on a beach. It was, it was always, actually it was three people, three people and one person taking Take pictures. Picture. And I, and then it was like, then they're in the, uh, in the cottage on the, you know, the breakfast nook and everybody's sleeping. And then there's like, it was literally half of the slideshow was people sleeping. Oh, that's and great. Um, I didn't understand it too much at that point, but now that like, now that I'm older, I totally get it. But yeah. I had that reference point that this is really tiring, mm. but I can't imagine being a camp director where your family members are um, from different, mm-hmm. uh, you know, backgrounds, uh, career backgrounds, and you don't have much point of reference. But yep. anybody that's listening, this is normal. This is, <laughs> it's been going on since the first first little campfire and little people singing songs around it. <laughs> it's been happening. It's so yeah. true too. Because I remember, you know, my first summer or two of being a director, the experience of I had always been the one that was leaving, and now I'm the one that's left behind. Yes. And, and that is a shift. It is a real shift. And um, I, I also, the kind of last piece I want to throw in on this question is, is that I get this, like, just intense, I'm ready to be a real person again. Like, I, I want to put on makeup, and I want to have a routine, <laughs> and I, and I want to wear a dress, like... God, I just wear a dress all of August, you know, just because <laughs> I can't. And, um, and, but, but that wanting that community again and, and being back with your friends and we all talk about transitioning back into off season life and, um, and you're in the midst of doing that. And that is when all those people that are kind of outsiders to the camp world 
say, oh, how was your summer? What do you do the rest of the year? And you're like, I really cannot handle that question right now. <laughs> I can't even. Yep. I heard He's a hilarious like, ask, response. Ask me in November, December. I'll, yeah. I'll have the patience. <laughs> yeah. Right now, I want to put your face through a wall. But that's... That's, but in the that's most me, in the me. most meaningful of ways. Yes, that's my thing. It's not yours. <laughs> I, I heard processing. a hilarious response to that um, from a friend of a friend who said that you know, um, kind of a, a director who has a sense of humor and has been in the business a while. And, and he said, "I you know I've gotten to the point where I just want to be like, I sit around and count on my money. What do you do?" <laughs> you <know? laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, it's exactly what we all do. No. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, any other thoughts that you all have on that question or are we ready to move on? I think we're ready. I think we can think jump on to the next question. We're ready, Ruby. <laughs> Great. So we talked about some of the experiences that we have and the feelings. So uh, the next question, you know, is the meat of the, the podcast today. What are some strategies that help you jumpstart for the next year or overcome some of those challenging feelings that you're feeling at that time of year to be ready to do it all over again? Uh, let's start with you, Beth. I think it goes back to the tying everything up with a ribbon and sort of putting closure on it. So I would go into every program area and every part of camp all over the site and make sure I was done with it for the season. So, you know, toss what I don't need, recycle, etc. And I mean, of course, your senior staff should have made sure all this was done in their areas before they left. Um, but if there's anything else on top of that that you would like to get rid of, I think that that's really important. It helps you uh, to have a clean slate when you go back at it in the spring if you're not running winter programming. So for me, that was really important. And um, I often, because I'm a very sentimental person, would sort of stand in each area and see the memories and see things that I saw happening and almost kind of thank it for, uh, you know, for a great summer. So it was nice to sort of have closure that way. Um, I often sent out handwritten, well, I often, I did every year, sent out handwritten thank you notes to all of the staff members and volunteers and being incredibly specific about what I was grateful for for them that summer. And then going through and posting a slideshow on your website that showed staff celebrating, showed them changing lives in the summer program and celebrating that. So it wasn't just sort of a staff slideshow of look at all the funny things we did and all the laughs that we had, but actually showing them celebrating changing lives. Um, I think that was a really big thing for me. It helped to give the summer closure, but it also helped everybody, parents included and campers to see what we did and why it was all about. Um, I think for me too, having some sort of evaluation of the summer was really important. So I would recommend to you that you go to camphacker.tv. There is an exercise called Back on Track there that is beautifully designed by Gabrielle Rail. Um, and it, it's a tool that helps you at this time of year to take a really in-depth look at the one that has passed. And I think that that's really important for moving forward and helps you prepare for an even better season next year. And it's also something that you can take with you next season to avoid the pitfalls and, and sort of give the very best to your campers and staff. And it's available for you at uh, camphacker.tv. And then I think after that, to share those ideas and changes with your staff. So send out changes you're thinking of for next year based on their reports at the end of the summer, based on evaluations um, and a back-on-track exercise. Um, and it really helps staff to put a a ribbon on the summer too and uh, sort of take some ownership and see that you are caring about their opinions and be really proud of their input. The other thing... Um, for me is to kind of take a look at the year ahead. So uh, whether you do a calendar of the year for marketing or a calendar of the year for staffing or however you want to do it. Uh, and again, Travis and I have created those um, and they're available to you through Camp Hacker. But I always sort of start at the end, decide what I want next summer to look like, and then look at what steps I need to get there and work backwards and fill it in in the calendar months so that... Um, everything's sort of planned out. And for me, I found the fall and September a really great time to do this because last summer, as Ruby said, is still really fresh in your mind. And you can see what you want to duplicate or build on and what pitfalls you want to avoid. And the last thing I think that I would do at this time of year to kind of get my brain around next summer is 
go through and check out all the conferences and all the trainings that are coming up and available to you and to your seasonal staff so that you can get excited for those, plan them into your budget, plan them into your schedule, uh, and make sure that you're taking advantage of all the stuff that's out there for you. So that's how I'd get ready. Cool. And that's the podcast. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Oh, there's so much more. (laughs) (laughs) So Gab, how about you? What would you do? What do you do to deal with some of those challenges and Um, jumpstart? So there's this uh, cool TV show that's called Face Off and uh, (laughs) it's where they, so there's a bunch of people and they're all, um, like costume makeup artists. So they do special effect, like effect of faces and masks and stuff. It's crazy. There's a whole process and that's like a big deal. Anyways, I love watching this show cause I'm in, I'm just in, impressed by the creativity of uh, the participants and it's a very, there's no like, it's very team oriented. So even though it's individual, they're not trying to put each other down, they help each other. And I love that anyways. So, <laughs> um, sometimes when the, when a participant is, uh, or a competitor is stuck, they sit there with like a notepad and they start doodling. And I'm always, every time I see them, like they're in this room with a whole bunch of people and they're stuck with their concept. I'm my impulse for them is to leave the room and to walk, like get out and walk around. That's my impulse. Um, I find when I'm, I'm stuck or I'm overwhelmed, I can't sit in the, in, in, you know, a certain space, I need to actually walk and get out and and those type of things. And, um, we used to in the past do sort of a debrief uh, meeting of the summer. Where do we want to go next year? And all those type of, those type of things, which I think are really important to, to do. However, for me, those meetings were always so painful because I hadn't had time to process Mm -hmm. what had, what I needed to, like you said, Ruby, just the fact, you know, put, you know, you know, do be reconnect with myself, you know, you want to wear a dress or put on, you know, makeup or, you know, whatever that may look like, um, uh, tend to the garden that you used to have, you know, that was really lovely, uh, whatever that may, that may be. So, uh, what I do to help after camp is basically have, uh, the month of September to mid October to do list meeting with my full-time staff. What do we need to get done right now? Who's responsible for it? So it's really a, a checklist, a to-do list that uh, that we put together. And then within that time, uh, we all take about a week off, and it doesn't have to be at the same time. It's actually, for me, it's preferred that it's not at the same time so that it actually gives me even a little bit more time alone because if mm. some of my coworkers are off while I'm working and vice versa, so it gives a little bit of space. So I think what, what I look what I look for after camp is, is the sense of taking care of the immediate and yet absolutely, uh, like Beth said, creating that clean slate, which is really important. So things are put away well, um, you know, there's none of that's lingering and then giving myself some time to, to think and to reconnect with myself and, um, to allow all of that good subconscious work to, to happen. And then after that, uh, have uh, we have basically a a four day meeting, which Monday, Tuesday, then a break, then Thursday, Friday, and we have a, a visionary meeting. And where do we want to go? And what have we learned from? So then our emotions are also calmer, and 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 uh, fatigue isn't a factor, mm. you know, because fatigue and emotions are so connected. Uh, and absolutely, yeah, basically. So unless you know, unless you're a camp director that doesn't live on site and works a nine to five chances are you're, you're pretty fatigued. Um, and, and I, I would bet that the camp, the camp director that does work the nine to five at home is also quite tired because it's just a lot of energy. So mm-hmm. that's, that's basically what I do after camp or that's what, that's what we did this year. And I really enjoyed it. Cool. Um, so a couple of strategies that, that I would throw out there. Um, one is, Again, that organizing, putting away, like I can't, you know, um, pump that up enough. Like it's so important. And for me, cleaning my office is always a really big closure to the summer because I I am a nester 100%. And so cleaning out my nest at the end of the summer and like rearranging some stuff and hanging stuff on the walls and it's really huge. Um, Another big tip that, this may be a little controversial, but 
I would argue that whatever it is that you need the week after camp, even if it's a vacation, shouldn't count as your vacation days. Mm. Uh, and so I would encourage those of you that um, who are maybe maybe just now entering that kind of off-season life, or maybe you've been out of it for six weeks like we have, um, is to right now sit down and make the list of like, what did you need after summer was over? And look at some of those needs and go to your directors or your bosses or your board or whatever it is and say, these are things that I need to recover from the job that I am doing. And if it means that the week after camp, you're working half days, like I don't think those days should count against you because you have just been working your tail off for four months. Um, and that's, you, you are like an athlete, like in recovery. <laughs> and so <laughs> you, you, that should be part of your job. And so I, I'm not sure that every place would agree with me on that, but I think it's a really valid argument to make. And um, so, I, so I would look at that and, and see, again, what is it that you needed uh, and try some different stuff. So I, I have typically been the person who will stay back at the office while everybody else vacations the week after camp's over. Uh, and this year, and it's really what I prefer, uh, but this year I had an opportunity to take a, a class or two that week, and that's just where the timing fell. And it was a class I've been looking to take for a while. And so I got to go backpacking for three days and be outside and not be in charge. That was phenomenal. <laughs> yes. uh, and, and learn some new skills. And, um, and, and it ended up being a really phenomenal trip where I had some great conversations that, that really rejuvenated me for where I'm going personally in the future. So, um, so that was really huge. So, you know, even though you may see these things and think, well, this is what I always do it's okay to challenge that and try something else because you might find like, I, I still want to be here the week after camp when nobody's here. That's, that's still what I want to do. But the fact that I tried something different really made some cool adjustments for me that I'm, I'm really excited about. So don't be afraid of that. Um, another tip I have that uh, this one is a trial by fire. Like I learned it by not doing it. And I think we need to all be reminded to take care of ourselves. Uh, but especially at the beginning of the summer, because that's when we, are staying up later because there's still lots to do and you're getting through training and you're starting the summer and, you know, the list is really, really long. Um, and so that's when we tend to do the long nights or maybe not make the best choices or give up on the exercise routine or whatever it might be to get the job done. And that is what gets you to the end of the summer totally exhausted and, and burned out. Mm. And so even though you're not tired yet, take the time <laughs> at the beginning of the summer and, and make that a priority for your staff and your leadership team and your year-round team hold each other accountable to that because I found we were having that conversation that towards the end of the summer of like, I need you to remind me that I'm human and, and that I like being human and that I have <laughs> flaws and that there are things I like to do and I'm not just this like camp robot, right? And so we need to hold each other accountable to that. And so that's something that's a big goal for me next year is going ahead and like maybe getting ahead on some sleep or um, putting some of that stuff, taking better care of myself at the beginning of the summer so that I will get to the end of the summer. I'm still going to be exhausted, but I think I'm going to be in a better place. Um, so, so looking at that and, and keeping that in mind. And then the last one for me is I'm an, I am an extrovert. And so for me, what's really hard is not being with my friends all summer. And granted, all my friends are doing summer camp as well, and they're all in their own little worlds. Uh, but that's the thing that I'm always really anxious to do is to reconnect with my friends. Mm -hmm. And so there's a couple of things that I do during the summer. Like I always uh, find time because it's important to me to send a note to most of my friends in the mail that says, hey, I'm thinking about you. I hope your summer's going great. Let me know if you need anything. See you on the, the other side, you know. <laughs> um, and, and that's just something that brings me joy. And I like having that touch, even if I never hear back from them, just knowing that I'm putting that positivity out there is, is it helps me. Um, but also as soon as camp is done, like I'm, I'm blowing up my friends going, Hey, when can we hang out? <laughs> like, can we get on a Skype call? Let's go have a drink. Like, let's spend some time together. I want to hear about your summer. And I was telling Beth and Gab right before this call started, we've actually already had a staff fair, uh, that happened today, uh, which is astonishing. Like it's really early and we all agree that it's really early, but it was also, so nice to see several of my friends who I hadn't seen yet since the summer ended. Um, and just to be able to touch base with them, I need that connection. And I know that about myself and I may not be able to get them all in the same room at once, but if I can spend August, like going to their camp and saying hi to them and, and having a few minutes, like that is worthwhile recharge time for me. 
Um, so again, it's so much of it is about just identifying what it is that you need. But if you haven't really identified that list, like look at it this summer uh, or this off season, and then go ahead and start having that conversation with your superiors if, if that is the case and saying like, this is what I need for me to be a better employee for the, the next eight months and getting ready for camp. I was just thinking how introverts and extroverts are so different. <laughs> like, and then I'll go to their camp and say hi. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Which I love. I love it's it. great. It's awesome. It's very, very so awesome. I have, yeah. Most of my friends are extroverts because they make the effort to come and see me. So it's perfect. <laughs> yep, good plan. <laughs> I just had introverted friends would be, be no, there'd be no talking. <laughs> That's why I married an extrovert. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Critically important. Yeah, very, very important. I like what you said, though. I did identify what you need. And yeah. I think also um, maybe this has happened um, as an employee, as somebody that has employees that works that, you know, um, you know, that you hire that are full time, ask them what they need. Um because the chances are they're going through similar shifts as you are and, mm-hmm. and, um, and what would be helpful for them. And, and I know for me, I really do want everybody to take that time off and it is, it's not considered as, as days off. It is like recoup time. Um, and I have sort of this magic idea of how it's going to look like, but you know, one of my employees said, I honestly, I really want to get my work done right now. I really just need to be in the office. This is where I need to put my energy. And I would love to clump that those five days onto my vacation time a little bit later. And, you know, as long as it's not, if it is positive for that person, then that's great. And you sort of need to be flexible that way. But as she explained to me, her brain would just keep going and going while she was trying to recoup and she wouldn't be able to, to relax. So uh, great to ask your employees and try to see if that fits and also express to your employees what you need and let them know because we are responsible. A lot of us are responsible for one, two, or, you know, other people. Um, and if you're by yourself, then that's even more important. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's even more important. Cool. Any other thoughts on that one? No, I think mm-hmm. we're ready. Cool. So our last question is just what is your kind of end all be all What's your best self care tip? Um, for for directors and and looking at being sustainable, taking care of yourself through the year, um, or even in dealing with this kind of detox from the summer. So let's start with you, Beth. I had a few, so it wasn't like one best self-care, but I just had a couple. So for me, I had to sleep for a week. And when you were talking about asking your employer for that kind of in lieu time, because you, you know, not using it as vacation time, we had a great convener. We also had a, a, board, a volunteer board uh, because we were a not-for-profit. And he came up to us one year and said, if we were to give you extra time, could you sort of take your summer, figure out how many extra hours you work in a day <laughs> and uh, come up to us at the end of the summer with a number and let's see what we can do about it. So we kind of, we were very generous. Like I think we had 10 hour days instead of eight hour days, instead of 40 hour weeks, you know, and we still wound up with an extra six weeks of work that we had done over the course of summer. So, um, he said, I don't know that we can give you that, but he used to give us a week and I, um, even after he left, uh, we were still able to keep that, but, um, we literally would just sleep and sleep, you know, sort of wake up, have some nice breakfast and go back to bed for a nap and wake up and, and just do lots of really good sleeping and allow your body to do that. Um, I also think for me, it was exciting to be able to choose what to eat. So, I mean, I'd been on a three week menu plan for four months and it was really exciting to be able to say, I feel like this today and I'm going to have this instead of whatever happened to be on the camp rotation menu. Um, so find yourself a great farmer's market and get out there and eat lots of fresh fruits and vegetables and all of that. And I think we've touched on this a few times already, but it's like, do whatever makes you happy. Go canoeing without campers. Um, you know, go for a hike, knit, bake, paint, uh, write, read, take photos, whatever it is that gives you joy. You need to sort of stock up the tank again. Um, laugh, 
I, we used to binge watch shows uh, in our sleep week in between napping. Um, so get lost in something else for a little while. Give yourself a spa day and let somebody treat you. Um, and I think for me, it's become a real focus in my life now too, is to allow yourself to feel gratitude for all that has happened to take a look at what went well and what didn't but taught you a lesson and um and then really allow yourself to take care of yourself so stop thinking that it's selfish a lot of us have a lot of trouble with that concept but we need to put ourselves first at that time of year because for a whole summer and probably spring we have been putting everybody else first so you need to let yourself know that in order to be able to give back that you have to allow yourself that time and that it's not selfish. It's actually doing something good for camp because you wouldn't have anything to give if you sort of run out. So for me, it was always sleeping, eating great food, um, and doing something that filled me with joy. Awesome advice for sure. How about you, Gab? What's your best self-care tip? Yeah, I think that's it. Sort of back to the basics. I, I'm by nature somebody that doesn't enjoy schedules. I, I don't fit <laughs> well in them. And I, I either arrive an hour too early or half an hour later. Or I just am not very, it just doesn't fit. And um, camp is all schedule. And I see the purpose of, of camp schedules. They're really, really important for the big machine to work. But for me, that that's always draining. And so a little bit what Beth was talking about is, is, is perhaps have something to look forward to, which is great, mm. but uh, not to put pressure to try to do that or accomplish it. Right. So, um, and I giggled a little bit when you said have breakfast and then have, have a nap in the morning. <laughs> and I was like, I love those days. My <laughs> ideal day is basically, t- is like the 1030 nap and the 230 nap. Like right. if I can do that, it's so <laughs> glorious. Um, but you, you do, you do have to sort of, um, allow yourself to, to, to do what you feel like doing at that moment. Um, and create that structure around you or your, 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 your blockers around you. So people aren't texting Mm -hmm. or calling or knocking at your door. Um, so that you can go with your personal mood at that time. Cause as a camp director, you, you basically really need to, you're constantly focused on how other people are doing, how, you know, how camp is, is there a plumbing problem? You know, what is the cook doing? Well, uh, did this, did somebody call back this parent? You're on a, you're on this hyper, hyper thinking externally and the internal, though we try to th- how, see how we're doing, um, that's not, can't be, can't be respected all the time. Uh, even going to, you know, that, you know, need to use the washroom. Sometimes you're like, Stop it, bladder. I'm trying to deal with this. Then <laughs> I'll get right. to you. That's right. <laughs> You're on list number eight, all right? Wait your turn. <laughs> so uh, allowing yourself to just do what you feel at that moment and, and, um, and uh, certainly have something maybe looking forward to that's, that's there's no pressure if you do it or not. I think that's really nice. And uh, I had a really nice opportunity to go visit a friend of mine who's a camp friend uh, in Nova Scotia, and I, I kept looking at flights and I was like, I just don't know like when, when, and I, I was, and there were some really great deals. And then I realized, Oh, I want to drive because just the idea of standing in line and, and having to go through security and then sit, having to sit somewhere to serve this forced schedule on somebody else's time. I, I couldn't, I just didn't want to do that. So I drove three provinces that's like eight states for you guys in the U.S. <laughs> or more, depending on the state. There's a lot. I know. <laughs> it's, it's far-ish. <laughs> but it was wonderful. And I drove, I took my time and uh, it was, and, it, and, I, and I could drive. Um, and this shows you how crazy and how important it is to rejuvenate. I, by that time when I left, it was about three weeks after camp, I felt fully charged, uh, um, tired-wise. Well, and every two and a half hours, I had to stop and take a 15-minute nap driving out there. And it took me about two days and a bit to get to Nova Scotia. On the way back, I drove three provinces in one day, like being like sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. <laughs> like I, there was, <laughs> that's what fully recharged looks like. That, that is, and I thought on the way there, I was already recharged. I thought, oh yeah, I've slept been like three weeks since camp I thought I was at my top 100% and there's absolutely no way I was at 
all. I had, mm. I really did. And it's because I was, I was doing my little work and I was sleeping in, but I felt like, but of course I felt a hundred percent better than I did, uh, four <laughs> weeks before that. I was like, Whoa, look at all the energy I had, but no, I was exhausted. I didn't know. So it was a really good barometer for me too, but I, I basically didn't take airplane tickets because I knew that I just need to be free. I need to do what I wanted to do. So there you go. You needed a road trip. I did. I did. It was great. Sometimes it's all you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Cool. Well, I would say my self-care tip is a little different um, in that it, it's something that happens throughout the summer. Uh, and again, this one is trial by fire as well. It's something I really learned over the last two summers. I think last summer I went into the summer with the mindset of like, I have to, as I said, I like to connect with people and I'm going to hang out with my friends when I can on my days off. And, um, I was really, truly living through that summer day off to day off. And that is a terrible way to go through the summer. Uh, you will not be happy doing that. Uh, and if you have staff members that are doing that, they're not going to be happy. So, uh, um, this summer, my mindset was really different, and I just was like, I'm just here. You know, like, I am at camp for the next three months, and we also have school programs that uh, my involvement has gone back and forth because I, I help in a support role and in a naturalist role, but I'm not running it. And so my first summer, it was like, sweet, I am done. Camp is done. I'm going to go hang out with my friends. And and that was not what the organization needed, and so then last year I kind of begrudgingly was around. And then this year it was like, no, I'm, I'm here. This is, again, this is part of my job. And, um, my, my summer season ends in, on, at the end of September. Like that's really when it is actually going to end, even though I have a little bit of break here and there. Um, that's, I have to have in my mind that I'm working a summer camp schedule through the end of September. And it just helped immensely. And I spent, a lot of my days off, uh, I have a really beautiful porch at my house, and it's, like, a place that brings me great joy and, and peace. And so I spent most of my days off just, like, sitting on my porch, watching TV or reading or napping. Um, and just going into the summer and then throughout the summer, maintaining that mindset of, like, I am here. And, you know, we always talk about the work-life balance. And I saw struggles and have always seen this in the camping industry, so I don't know why I fell into this trap my second summer of thinking, well, I can do it. But that, that juggle of really trying to maintain that life while camp is going on, uh, it's really, really hard. And if you can, if you can just kind of totally commit to camp, then I think you're going to find your camp experiences better. Granted, you know, there are people with families and, and that is not an option. And so you do have to find that balance. Um, but I think no matter what it is going into the summer with that mindset of like, I am here and it's going to take up a considerable amount of my time. Uh, I think just that piece is going to, and I'm grateful for it. I think that's the other piece. Mm. So you have to be grateful for the fact that that's how you're going to spend a lot of your time. Um, I think that that will help immensely in getting through the summer and staying charged and, and doing great work. Uh, and then you get to the end of the summer and you feel like you've done great stuff and you've earned now the opportunity to, to step back and relax. And I think it's easier to, to let yourself do those things because you've done such great work up to that point. Very wise. Again, learned by experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But most things are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you cool. have to go through it. Yeah. Well, maybe our listeners don't because they'll just take our advice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they're going to be so much wiser and do it they so can, much smarter. They can pick and choose what strategy. <laughs> well, cool. I believe we are at the point in the podcast where Gab is going to tell us what we've all said. So yes, tell us. I'm going to, I believe it's called a recap. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay. So what does it feel like uh, at the end of uh, the summer? Extreme tired. Uh, don't worry. You're not alone. And people that aren't from the camping community can seem way more obnoxious. Um, <laughs> What's really helpful after camp work-wise uh, to set your mind at ease, create a clean slate, 
basically clean, organize your stuff, get staff to help you as well. Don't do this by yourself. Say thank you. Say thank you to the site. Say thank you to your people. Uh, have a celebration. If you want a tool to use to, to also look at your program, check out uh, Back on Track on, at camphacker.tv. Uh, also to help look forward, check out some of the really fun conferences that are available to you either uh, near you or even take a trip. Those are always a lot of fun. Um, what can you do to help rejuvenate uh, yourself during this time? Well, it looks like you really need to listen to your inner compass. And that may look different for a lot of different people. Um, but it's important to maybe look at these days not as days off, but as a time that uh, is a recuperating and charging your battery. Uh, also ask your staff what they might need. Uh, that, that'll be really helpful to all start on the, on the same foot. And it looks like eat, sleep, and play is a really important part. <laughs> we deserve that too. And uh, maybe a yeah. little glass of wine at the end of the day would be helpful. <laughs> that's, that's a recap. <laughs> I did in my own notes. <laughs> so cute. So cute. Well, great. Well, we want our listeners to get involved with our podcast. So you can join us by using the hashtag camp code and you can use that on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, anywhere that hashtags are available, do it there uh, and tell us what topics you'd like for us to discuss, any guests that you recommend we talk to, any great leadership training tips that you want to share uh, we would love to hear from you. It's all about sharing in this industry. It's one of the things that makes this industry fantastic. Um, so please share with us, and we will give you kudos and a shout-out on our podcast. Um, also, if you found anything to be useful on any of our episodes, we would love for you to leave us a rating and review. Uh, you can do that on iTunes by going to camphacker.tv slash cc underscore iTunes. Uh, you can also tweet your love with a pre-made tweet at camphacker.tv slash love, And your feedback really helps keep this show going. So as much as you can pop over there, take a minute and do that for us, it really helps us out. So next up, we want to let you know how to get in touch with us. And we're going to start with you, Gab. Well, you can follow me on uh, the Twitter bird at Gabrielle. Rail. Rail takes two L's at the end. Uh, you can also check out where I work at warrow.com. I always have to really think about how to spell. <laughs> Warrow has so many vowels. So many. It's really hard. <laughs> Every time I type it, I have to think about it. I, I'm saying yeah. if people are looking at me while, <laughs> if you're just listening, I don't think it, you, you can tell, but if you're watching us, my eyes always look upwards because I'm concentrating. I'm like, how do you spell your the place that you work at? <laughs> Pop quiz, go. So that's how you can get in touch with me. Great, thanks. How about you, Beth? I have a lot less vowels, so it's a little easier. You can find our websites at camphacker.tv or gocamp.pro. You can email me directly at beth at camphacker.tv. And if you use the hashtag camphacker, you can find us there. Great. And you can follow me on Instagram. I'm Ruby Outdoors or on Twitter, RubyLynn85. You can also send me an email, ruby at greenriverpreserve.org. And just for you, Gab, I'll tell you the one that I always mess up on is if you call our camp office, the phone number is 828-698-8828. Oh. And I get caught up in all those eights <laughs> all the time. How many voicemails have I left? I've gotten halfway through. Like, oh, God, I don't remember which eight I'm on. Uh, I, yeah. I just, <laughs> so, I, so many, that would be one of my, my camp nightmares probably at the end of the summer. <laughs> Parents being and how do you spell or how, what is your camp phone number? What, how many eights have I done yet? I don't know. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, Beth, do you want to share what's coming up on our next episode? Oh, I do. We've been talking about this for a few months now. Our next topic will be it's hitting the fan. Oh, <laughs> it sounds stinky. <laughs> it will be a little bit. All right, great. So our final segment on each podcast is a best practice for leadership training. And we would love to hear some of your memorable moments or most effective tips. You can tell us what they are using that hashtag camp code. And this week, Beth has our best practice. So when I had to think about this, um, I Googled stuff and I came up with a few things that sort of 
hit right at the top, which I thought were really interesting. So I think one of the things we can do at this time of year to help ourselves as well as our campers is to create a how to deal with camp withdrawal project. So either a blog post or a list or a photo essay, whatever strikes your fancy, camp withdrawal is something only camp folk can understand. And a lot of us have a very hard time adjusting to that mundane world after having lived through the extraordinary at camp. And you can make it amusing. You could list things like, you know, if you're missing camp, then, um, you know, drop your books and start doing some dance that's appropriate to your camp or start singing a song that only camp people know. Or, you know, if you're in the showers, do something else. I mean, lots of different things that will be very specific to your camp. And I think that it makes you feel better by helping you to really feel that gratitude we've been talking about for all that has taken place over the summer. It will help you to remember all the good things that happened and it will help campers and staff who are reading it. And it will be a great marketing piece for kids who can't wait to come back to camp and get their parents to register early. So I found a few fun examples on camp websites like Camp Wajitawan and also on a camp company. So they don't own a camp, but they work with camps. Um, and it's a company called Mabel's Labels. And we used to work with them. And they sell labels that you can sew into your kids' clothes or, or stick into your kids' kids stuff at camp and they had a whole blog piece on what to do if your child is going through camp withdrawal so I thought it was a really good idea um, to sort of help you through it but also your people and as camp directors we know that that's our job is to take care of our people so create a camp withdrawal project that's awesome I actually had a camper show on Sunday and one of the first things the parents said to me was you don't even know how sad. I mean, it's like for three days. They're so sad when they get home. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so it's a great idea, and, and I, I recommend doing that. Well, thank you all for listening, and please join us on hashtag Camp Code. Please remember, no other industry shares its best practices the way summer camps do. If you use an idea heard on a Camp Hacker podcast, please be professional and give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, Summer Camp Leadership Training and Marketing Consultants. Thanks for the listening, friends. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.